The Notary's Unsealed podcast is brought to you by the Notary Success System and Captivated Notary Marketing Solutions. Coming up on this episode. I think I was too busy overthinking the entire process, even though I've done, I went through my state book. It's okay to run your business a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. Keeping your mind active um, in other places outside of just your business and outside of this notary world is really important. smooth this time. We know the breeze unsealed. Uh-huh. That's my everyday life. Yeah. We know the breeze unsealed. Ooh. Every day I hustle out here living it right. Let's go. We know the breeze unsealed. Put the stamp down and stop uh-huh. in front of the mic. Here we go. Took the game over. We yeah. home now. We soldiers. Griff, Matherin, and Q, the podcast. You can't hold us. Y'all heard the word. Uh-huh. Y'all heard the word. What's going on, Notary World? Welcome to Notaries Unsealed. I'm your host, Quentin Smith, and I'm here with two distinguished gentlemen, Ismail Matherin. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's going on, folks? And Mr. Seven Griffin, Griffin Notary out of Virginia Beach. Griff, say what's up to the people. What's going on, party people? All right, everybody. So we just want to welcome you back for week number two of the Notaries Unsealed podcast. The first week went excellent, and I'm glad that everybody enjoyed it and loved it. We heard a great response, so thank you very much. Um, And gentlemen, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, I just want to know, how's your week going? You know, it's it's Sunday, so you guys don't know that we record on Sundays. Um, So I'm just getting a chance to catch up with my guys. We didn't talk a lot this weekend. What's going on? Man, it's right. everything's going well, man. We know we took some time out this weekend, spent some time with the kids. I had a um, had a um, birthday party to attend, and that birthday party was kind of special because it was a previous client of mine. Um, the guy had reached out to me to notarize some documents for him a few months ago, and then we just kind of remained in touch. And then I found out he'd be um, um, networking with other um, you know black fathers in the area. He invited me to his kid's birthday party, so we went out. We networked with other um, dads in the area, and tr- and now we're going to try to come up with some stuff for us to do on a weekly or monthly basis with the kids. Oh, that's what's up, man. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a really good connection right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Griff, what you got going on, man? Oh, uh, man, everything's been good all of a sudden. <clears throat> been getting a lot more um, Ron orders um i matter of fact i got one tuesday coming up and i tell you you know it's been interesting because at first i was going to try to back off of doing ron but all of a sudden a lot of the companies i've been um asking for virginia notaries who are on dot verify so i've been busy doing that and um all together i think over the last year and a half yeah i guess year and a half two years i got like 30 under my belt using dot verify and um and i love it but you know sometimes it can get a little complicated with the clients and then for my regular notary work that's been steady um right now i'm scheduled at the recording of this year i'm scheduled to complete at least 42 for this month um last month i did 39 nice and i'm gonna actually push myself to try to get like 45 to 48 um for this month maybe even 50 and um other than that that's it. That's cool. Did you have uh, anything going for notary success this weekend? Uh, 
with one of the ladies, she at the last minute, she had some issues, some family issues. So she wasn't able to make it. It was supposed to have been for this morning. So um, actually, it's a, um, a good friend of ours. So and then she's and she asked, could um another person attend? So it went from one person to now two people. So she had um she does foster care and she's going to be I believe she, I think she still does foster care. So she had to help one of her um one of her daughters out with some stuff and um and everything. So I was like, no problem. I said, you know, just at will training, you know, whenever you're able to do it, you let me know. And we'll just shift and adjust the date. So um, I'm just waiting to hear back from her on that. And um, other than that, I just been putting together some more um, quiz questions for my tests or notary examples, notary examples. And um, other than that, everything else has been coming along fine with it. Cool, man. You know, one of the things that I've, I've been struggling with um, since I started this business and, you know, captivated as well. Uh, has been, you know, my weekends haven't really been weekends. You know, when you're a W-2 employee and you're working, you know, five days a week, you you actually know what to do with your weekends. You're planning on stuff for your weekends. But when you come into this or you're an entrepreneur and you've got a business, um, you know, your weekends are no longer the same anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like for me, mm-hmm. um, on, on my weekends, uh, you know, yesterday I had a couple of appointments. Um, and then I had some captivated work that I need to get to working on somebody's logo and then also, uh, working on a website for somebody. It seems like that's what I'm always doing is working on a logo or working on a website. Um, but there, there's never that it's Saturday. It does, I don't get that Saturday feeling no more. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. You know, yeah. if it wasn't, if it wasn't for football, I, I don't know if I'd have a Sunday feeling either. Oh, great. Here we go with the football talk. Like, it wasn't for the Eagles, right? The hey, Eagles. they won today. They, yeah, they, 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 yeah, everybody they won today. Know. Let everybody Browns. know that you love the Eagles. Uh, I, have, I have an Eagles hat on right now, and I will. Yeah, they I, won a little play-play preseason game. Yay. That's all right, though. You know what? Play-play preseason. I don't watch preseason. Hey, I don't watch preseason for the Ws. I watch preseason to see the guys that might have to replace the starters at some point. See. All right, that's. <laughs> hey, I love my team. All right, y'all, y'all can criticize me all you want to. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, he, you know, Q. Every he probably every weekend looking at that little Mark Wahlberg movie where he was playing a little guy. Yep, I know the tight end guy. Yeah, Invincible. When he was yep. playing, yeah, when invincible. He was playing Invincible yeah. Polly. No, I stopped doing that three years ago. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> See, I do it every weekend. Invincible. I'm invincible. Hey, you know what? My daughter, my daughter didn't know any nursery rhymes other than the Eagles fight song when she was oh, a baby. That's all God. that's all I used to sing to her. I mean, she was born July 31st, which is like right on the cusp of training camp and preseason oh, starting. So all she heard growing up was fly equals fly. <laughs> <laughs> she knew how to spell eagles before she knew how to spell her name that's crazy hey you know what i guess she's a true fan huh hey that's that's how we do here in philadelphia we bleed green all right so shout out to all my eagles fans and if you're a dallas fan we'll see you this year hey we'll see y'all anyway so our topic for today um and i'm gonna pose this question is what were some of the bad habits that you had to overcome when you decided to pursue entrepreneurship? So when you were just looking at starting your own business and you were saying, okay, this is what's required of me. And it it didn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like an immediate thing. Although I know when I, when I 
decided that I was going to start another business, I knew what was required of me. Um, but it could also be things that you had to learn over time to say, you know what, I can't do this no more. Like I need to change the way that I'm doing this. What were some of those things and obstacles that you had to overcome within yourself, uh, to become the successful entrepreneur that you are today? Oh man. Yeah. Look, look, I feel like, you know, I think everybody goes through it is procrastination. Um, I remember, you know, when I became a notary. And it actually took me a while. It took me a few months for me to actually get out there and, you know, just procrastinating on, I think I was too busy overthinking the entire process. Even though I've done, I went through my state book. I know the laws. I know what I can and cannot do. And I still procrastinate because I was, you know, when you're starting something new, you know, what you, a lot of people will, you know, fear. I know, you know, based on your mindset, determining your mindset, fear doesn't exist. But, you know, as a human being, you know, we do allow certain things to to um, to get us to overthink. So we, we, we get to a point where we know what we should be doing. But at the same time, we are thinking about, okay, so what if I fail? So what if, what if the, you know, the first few months doesn't go the way I want them to go? But at the end of the day, what you need to realize is you just have to take the first step. And that's something I struggle with in the beginning because I had all the tools. I knew the, I knew the laws. I had all my materials. And even, you know, when I'm talking to my wife, she's like, Hey, just go out there and just do it. But, you know, after a while, once I finally decided to get out there, I overcome that and it became a lot more easier. Um, than what, you know, what I was thinking it was going to be. So it's a matter of, you know, having the right mindset, you know, do not procrastinate on what it is that you have to do, making sure that you have a proper plan and, and just execute it. So let me ask you, was your, your notary business wasn't your first business? Um, No, no, my, my notary business, I want to say prior to my notary business, I had started like the real estate, the wholesaling business. That's why okay. I started. Um, okay. But I feel like, you know, with real estate, I was able to, you know, get out there because I knew exactly what I needed to do and I was taking action with that. But for some reason, when I got to the notary industry, I was overthinking a lot of stuff when I shouldn't have. Got you. Now, what made you get into like the real estate business? And that was your first dive into entrepreneurship was the real estate business, right? Uh, Yeah. You know, if I want to, you know, be officially, yeah. Okay, so what made you go that route? And what were some of the challenges that you had coming from being just a strictly W-2 employee mindset person to jumping over into real estate saying like, listen, you know, I'm going to make a change and go out and start this for myself. Like, what were some of those things that you struggled with? But the stuff that I struggled with in the beginning was, you know, understanding the entire process. I've, I've know the basic, but what I was saying as far as like wholesaling real estate, wholesaling real estate, for those who doesn't know what it is, is when you get a property under contract with the seller and then you end up selling that right to that property to an end buyer. It can be somebody that's buying it for cash or somebody that is flipping properties in your area or somebody that's looking for property to buy and hold. So I want to say in the beginning, it was just a matter of, you know, having the right mindset. Like you know what you have to do. You know that you have an entire especially if you have a if especially if you have a family that's there that's supporting you. So you know exactly what you need to do in order for them to have the life that you want them to have. 
So it would just, you know, making sure you have the right mindset, making sure that you are writing down your goals, because I think I've told you a few times, I'm not the type who write down everything. I usually just keep everything like in my mind. So my wife is the one that writes down everything. Like she has books of journals, but it gets to a point where I had to, you know, start writing things down because so I can know exactly what my plans are. And so one of the things I struggled with in the beginning was, you know, writing down a plan, creating a plan and sticking to it. How do you carry on that today? Like, so that was something that you, you struggled with when you first got started. It's been a couple of years now. Um, how have you grown since, you know, figuring out that that was something that you struggled with? What do you do to, to make sure that that's not something that you struggle with today? Well, now, you know, beside, beside the different apps that I use on a regular basis to keep a journal and, you know, um, the apps that I'm using to, for Calendly and the office where I'm at, I have a couple of whiteboards that I write things down, you know, leads, the status of what's going on with them. And, you know, just me getting more organized throughout the process. And that right there have helped me achieve. And now I'm starting to see the bigger picture. So instead of just worrying about, okay, this is where I'm at my step one. Now, because I'm able to outline everything, the next five, five, six steps. So I'm able to see exactly where I want to be, what it's going to take for me to get there. And what all the small stuff I need to address as I go along with them. Nice. Yeah. I use, um, uh, I'm a big fan of Evernote. Have you ever tried Evernote? Yeah. That was the, that was the first, that, that was the first app that I downloaded. I still have it till today. <laughs> yeah. Evernote's a really good app, um, for keeping, um, you know, some type of journal, some type of notes or, uh, pulling stuff off of web pages. Uh, so that way you can kind of create like a little cachet of, of information that you kind of run across. Um, I, I am a big fan of, of Evernote. Pocket is another one where, you know, if you do a lot of your Google searching on, uh, your, your, your telephone, um, the app Pocket will help you save articles and websites into different folders for yourself. It's almost like having a favorites, but it lives outside of your web browser. Which okay. I, I like that to be able to separate thoughts. And, you know, if I'm doing research on technical stuff for the podcast or if I'm looking at hardware for my laptop because I'm thinking about upgrading again or something like that, you know, it gives me a place to just kind of store all of those things right where I want them to the information that pertains to what I need to and just keep them in a nice little filing area. So, um, no, that's that, that, that right there is, is definitely a good idea. Um, what's the name of the app? Because I have not tried it. Pocket. Pocket, all right. And is it for free or do you have to pay something for it? So it's free and they also have a paid version as well. The The free is abundant enough for me, but, you know, the paid version has some other options out there. So Okay, all right. That definitely check good. it out. Yeah, I definitely try that out, man, because, you know, mm -hmm. being organized, especially in business. And for those of us who work at W2, you have to be willing to plan out your day. And, you know, what I used to do, what I still I try to do now is time blocking. If I know I'm dedicating eight hours to a job and I know if I if I if I'm home by, let's say, four thirty, five o'clock and between five and eight, you know, you work in a business and, you know, and then you make the change. If you have a day off, you might want to extend the amount of time that you are dedicating to your business. What it comes down to is. If you're dedicating 40 hours to your W-2, you should try to dedicate just as much to your business. I know people have family, so pick a, like a time, 
Like how how many hours a week are you can you dedicate to your business comfortably, where you not have to worry about interfering with family life, not have to worry about missing too much. And if it's like 10, 15 hours, and you see you can do that consistently, just do it. You know, you rather do ten to fifteen hours than not do anything at all. No, you're right. And you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it, it, it's I'm not going to say it's easier when you have a partner because I don't have a partner. So I can't speak on that. That's something that you and Griff can speak on. But when, you know, you're a single parent that's out here, I know myself, there's some other gentlemen that are out there that are single dads and there's a lot of females that are out here that are single parents. Um, time management is definitely something that is always going to be a struggle, you know, because not only do we need to, to dedicate the bulk of our time to our business because that's how we support the second bulk of our time. That's our children. You know, you also have to figure out a way to fit some time in there for yourself. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've struggled with is just being selfish with my own time. As a parent, you want to give as much time as you possibly can to your kids. Uh, but at the same time, if you're not taking care of the things that you need to take care of, one of those things being yourself, you, you know, you're going to be lacking in other places and where you're lacking at in one place is going to start showing cracks in the places where you're strong at. So, you know, I, I've had to make sure I, I kind of take care of myself as a whole and take care of all of the individual, you know, hats that I have to wear equally. So that way there aren't as many cracks in, in my foundation um, from where I stand. Griff, what do you think about it? <laughs> well, <clears throat> Most everybody knows that I don't be sleeping. <laughs> so for me, as an entrepreneur, I had to learn that um, sometimes sleep isn't the thing that you're going to be embracing the most. It's depending on how you plan on running your business. And you have to find ways to just relax and move forward. And, you know, the first thing that I had to learn to do was get the noise of everybody else out of my head who didn't have the same vision that I have for my business. Because a lot of people run, you know, like my first business was, um, was photography and everybody was telling me how I should run it. But that, but none of what they said matched the vision that I have for my business. And I learned that if I operate within the confines of the vision that I have for my business, even if I may not necessarily know all of the ins and outs or all the things to do, everything will work out. But every time I tried to operate in the confines of what they wanted, because they just looked at my business from the external and said, Oh, you're a photography business. You need to set up a shop over here. And I was like, I don't want to have a shop. I want to be mobile, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was like, well, no, nah, you need to be over here in this shop, rent this store and then have people come in and then you can sell stuff and all of that. So I don't want to deal with the retail. So I had to learn to just stand on what I knew was right for me, listen to what everybody else said, and then determine <clears throat> excuse me, what parts of what they were saying actually fit my business and when did it fit my business. Right. So there was times that it did not fit my business at that moment, but maybe a year later, six months later, or more seasonal, it did fit it. And that's when I could implement some of what they wanted. And and then as I always talk about, you know, with the family, just coordinating with the family, making sure they are aware of what's going on as a man, as a husband, not forgetting the family in the pursuit of growing your business. You know, it's easy to like get so caught up and, you know, I'm not leaving my wife. She's not leaving me. 
the kids that that time they were too young to go anywhere. So everybody had to stay home. And it's like, make sure you don't forget your family and don't use your business as an excuse to not take care of them and, and tend to their needs. So as an entrepreneur, that's what I had to learn in the beginning. So for a lot of people, when I was in my twenties doing all of that with that business and other businesses, it enabled me to where now at 50 some years old, I was able to just flow. Me and the wife had a flow. The kids had a flow and it actually propelled me to move in this business a whole lot quicker. So people are like, how are you able to move and get learn? Because a lot of stuff that I needed to establish or a lot of what y'all are establishing or trying to figure out now, I figured out 20 some years ago. Right. And I'm just, and all I'm doing is just wash, rinse, repeat what I did 20 years ago. So when I had the photography business, then when I had the, um, I actually had um, an online, I had a radio broadcast that I was doing for a while, ministry broadcast and a TV show Jeez. at the same time <laughs> that I was doing. See, Griff out and here doing then I late had night my radio. IT consulting. Huh? So Griff, you was out here doing late night radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was doing radio. I was doing I was doing a lot of I was doing interviews and all that stuff with local ministers and all that kind of stuff. So I was doing it. One day I probably need to show y'all <laughs> What am I? I ain't gonna show the rest of the folk, but I'm gonna show you fellas because oh, I, I just found a video of um of me back in the day. You know what, Griff? <laughs> Still- we, we, we might need to get the audio and just do like a little audio on our next show. Just just a little okay. snippet, yeah, a little I'm, snippet I'm, of uh, a, and, um, a radio so- Griff. Yeah, it was when I listened to it. I'm like, man, I'm still, I'm, I'm still rolling the same. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still rolling the same, trying to teach and educate and help people to move forward in what they're doing. So, and even with that, I would record that late night. So all of that really prepared me for YouTube. So when I got on YouTube, yeah. I was used to being up late at night, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning doing recordings. I was sitting there by myself, videotaping myself, editing, splicing, doing the intro, the outro. I mean, I had a 15 minute radio broadcast. And I had this, to, and it had to be a 30 second intro, 30 second outro, 14 minutes of talking. <laughs> it had to be on point every single week. And I had to do the intro, the outro, and then I had to actually sit there and record for 14 minutes on the dot because it was only for 15 minutes. And it worked out great. And it took me some time, but I learned it. But doing that, I learned how to balance putting time into the business as well as being there for the family. And then there was times where it's like, all right, I can't record this week. <laughs> Y'all just going to have to replay something from the week before or two weeks ago, because I got to take care of stuff with the family. Right. There was time I would be up there in Philly <laughs> recording in a hotel and <laughs> stuff like that. You know? <laughs> so those are the things that I would do. And then the engineer, since he had my intro and outro, I just send him the clips and he like, okay, I got you. But as I got older, I just learned that the family comes first. Your business is going to grow as long as you understand what you need to do. Be mindful of the people who you're listening to, because not everybody has the same goal and vision as you. And it's okay 
to be different. It's okay to run your business a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. And if you're okay with that, you'll be fine. And then internally, I just had to start figuring out, okay, let me see what some of the areas of deficiency that I was having. So yeah, there was some procrastination. <laughs> there was too much perfectionism. Yeah. I was trying to get everything just perfect and everything. So I wanted to ask you a question. You said that, yeah. um, you, you know, you and I, we have a lot of late night conversations, much like you. I don't sleep. You know, I think my hours of operation are from like, uh, let's say 9.15 to 9.15 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. Uh, is my, my <laughs> standard day. Um, when when did you start working hours like that? Was it, was it when you were doing the radio or did it, did you already have that type of mentality of I'm just going to work until I can't work no more? Um, it sort of came from when I was in the military. Okay. So in the military, we had um, watch hours. So we would work four hours and we would do four hours on. Then we had eight hours off. Right, right. Then you gotcha. go back to another four hours. So let's say from eight in the morning till midnight, from eight in the morning till eight to noon, I'm working. Then I'm off till 7.45 that night. Then I go back on work at 7.45 and I get off at 11.45. Well, you're so wired up, you don't necessarily go to sleep. Right. So you don't wind up going to sleep until 2, 3 in the morning because you might be talking to some of the fellas, might be sneaking a phone call to the wife, writing a letter, working out, you know, just decompressing because my job at that time was in engineering and we would sit in my in the in the engineering room it was 130 degrees Jeez. so you're talking about 4 hours sitting in 130 degrees temperature and Oof. that was underneath the air vent yeah that's tough <laughs> so after that when box. you got off work you just wanted to decompress and you probably didn't go to bed until 3 in the morning then you got to get back up at 6 so you can get breakfast and hit the and then go back down there again at 745, you know, and you're doing that every single day when you're out there on that water. So when I got on, <clears throat> so when I became a civilian, I was still in that mode. And then as time went by, I sort of moved away from that. But once I got into working, being a business owner, I was like, I got to put more time into this because I got to compete with these other people. Like we talked about last week, yeah. I got to compete. And and sometimes when you sleep, you can't compete. And that was during a time where none, there was none of this here, you know, making money when you sleep, passive income, courses online. Yeah. It was you got to go out there and hit the hit the um, grindstone. And then when it came to the recording, all of that, um, working a full time job, tending to the kids, making sure my sons, you know, was doing their gymnastics and doing their golf and helping the wife out. It was like, I'm not going to worry about sleep. I'm going to just keep working until the job is done. And once it's done, then I can go to sleep. And my mindset is once I is if it's still percolating in my head, I have a hard time sleeping. I'm the same. I need to know that I put forth. Yeah, I need to know I put forth every effort. If something is undone, it's because it can't get done at that moment. And even last night I was working on some stuff and I was falling asleep at the keyboard. I said, "Okay, now I made the choice. Never do stuff when I'm sleepy. So I'm not going to prep docs when I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not going to do my accounting when I'm tired. <laughs> None of that. 
If my mind isn't sharp, I'm not going to do those things because what happens? I end up redoing them over and over and over again. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I will force myself to go to sleep or my body will make me go to sleep. Yeah. No, I'm, the, I'm the same way, man. Like when I start working on stuff and, and usually if I'm up late, it's because I'm being creative. Well, I'm always up late because I'm out. I'm up, I'm up creating for other people. Um, and I can't fall asleep if it's not done. If I'm not satisfied with where that project is, I can't go to sleep because yeah. I won't sleep well. It, it just it completely throws me off. And, you know, and for me, not sleeping isn't that big of a deal. You know, when I was a consultant mm-hmm. um, working in EMRs and kind of traveling around the country, you know, I used to work night shift. You know, I used to work seven, seven P to seven A, you know, and the thing about that is, you know, when you're home. So I'll give you a little background on it. You know, when you're home, you're not working. When you go off to another hospital, let's say if I was going to Cali or something like that, right, then you go back to being on your work schedule. So you're going from being a Mm -hmm. daytime person living like everybody else and and living on everybody else's schedule to then switching your schedule to overnight for the next two to three weeks. So, you know, a lot of times what would end up happening is, um, you know, you, you start your shift at 7P, you get off at 7A. You don't, you usually wouldn't get back to the hotel until about 745, 8 o'clock. And then after mm-hmm. that, depending on where you were in the hospital, a lot of times I was in the ORs or in the, uh, the ED seeing a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of trauma patients, a lot of, just seeing a lot of stuff. You need time to decompress from that. So getting home at 8 o'clock, and then I wouldn't fall asleep until maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock after checking in on the kids, you know, getting something to eat, you know, taking care of other things that I might need to take care of, go to the gym, go to, go to the grocery store, something like that to get something that I need. And then you're sleeping from 11 to 4.30, right? So that's, that's five and a half hours of sleep. That's all, uh, that's what my body is used to getting, you know, and that's right. one of the things that I struggled with as, you know, becoming an entrepreneur was, you know, after being a consultant, I went back and worked at W2. And then I came back to uh, being a business owner. Now, as a consultant, you're 1099. You know, I, I operated underneath my own LLC. I had to, to market my services to the to the other um, to the companies out there that worked with these hospitals to get my to get business, to get work. So um, that's why I mean that I had other experiences in starting and running a business and managing myself and managing my time and money. Coming into this business and not getting a lot of sleep. And I kind of had to take a look back and say, you know what? You're not a W-2 employee anymore. Your hours may not be nine to five. You may not wake up at six o'clock in the morning like everybody else does. You may not have, you know, dinner at seven o'clock p.m. like everybody else does. Your schedule is completely different. And it's taken me some time up until just recently where I had to realize that my operating schedule is different than everybody else. I can't get upset at myself for saying, okay, well, I'm not up at eight o'clock in the morning and saying, you know, you know, those sayings out there, the, uh, the early bird gets the worm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to get myself out of that because I was, it, it started to play a role on my psych, on my psychiatric, um, my, my mentality about things. Um, because I started getting down on myself, like, okay, I know I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing, but then you hear, you know, highly successful people eat breakfast, you know, get this amount of sleep, um, you know, be up by this time and operate at these hours. I had to accept the fact that, wait a second, this is my business. Let me stop getting down on myself about these things right. and understanding that this is my new normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are my normal business hours. 
You know what I mean? So that's been something that I've struggled with um, and going into entrepreneurship and trying to break out of that W2 mentality that, you know, we're that's ingrained in us. You know, you have to be to school by a certain time. You have to catch the bus by a certain time. You have to do exactly. these things. You have to do all this stuff by a certain time. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's all your time. So you decide when you're going to do those things. Yeah, you're right. Because um, now I will tell you this. If I wasn't doing YouTube like I am, I probably would be sleeping a little bit more because what keeps me up late at night is me thinking about ideas for videos. So <clears throat> once I get 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 in the floor, the, the the notary part, I'm like, OK, cool, I can be done get all my docs prep and all of that. But now that I'm doing the YouTube, I'm starting to think about that. It's like, okay, they need help with here, 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 and here. All right. People need to do document reviews. People need to just talk and just get some things off their chest and all of that. And it's like, okay. So, so because I put myself out there, it sort of kept, that sort of keeps me from going to sleep because I realize I need to be available to people, you know, because that's even one of the things with the um with the YouTube membership and people who take the notary success system. I give them document reviews. I'm even waiting now for a young lady to get her documents so me and her can review, make sure she's solid. She's out down there in South Carolina. So these are things that you have to do. And one of the things that tested me to to know that, and this is long before I became got into doing notary. I had a I had to go to Italy for a work assignment for two weeks, which was six hours ahead, then turned around and had to come back to the United States. When then we went into uh, what was that? Um, Daylight savings. Yeah. Then they flew me out to Hawaii for two weeks. Which is six hours behind. Just all over the place. And then I came back and all of this was within like a month and a half. This was like a month and a half. My time schedule, my hours, my internal clock was so off. It wasn't even funny, but I still had stuff to do. And I made up my mind. I said to myself, I said, you know what? If I can handle that, I can handle anything. Not knowing that I was going to be going into doing this kind of work and needing to be available to people like I am. And then lastly, you know, one of the things working with the signing companies can sort of keep you up at night and you say, well, how is that? Because you can get an order at any old time. Like last night, I think I had got an order at nine something last night for this upcoming week. Jeez. Yeah, I was just sitting there minding my business. And I looked and I'm like, huh, clicked. And they're like, oh, you've been assigned. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you could get orders at any time when you're working with the signing company. So even with the groundworks, orders just come in up out of nowhere. So you just, sometimes you just, that can keep you. I've seen orders come in at one o'clock in the morning. So, you know, that's how that can work. But once you figure out what you need to do, you can move forward in your business. And for me, the main thing now is just staying on top of my accounting, uh, putting stuff in. I keep everything recorded, you know, on my desk, but then I just got to put it into notary assist, all of that, make note when I got paid. And keep everything straight for my account. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Derek, that makes sense. You know, it's um, I'm glad how you guys mentioned as far as knowing, you know, as far as the time frame that works for you guys. And one thing, you know, I'm an early person. Like, I like to wake up early. 
But what I was doing in the beginning, I used to stay up late, then trying to be up early in the morning as well. So that used to affect me in a negative way. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had to learn that, you know, for someone like me, I need about, if I get about four or five hours of sleep, I'm good. But if I try to push it where sometime I was running in less than two to three hours, and, you know, that right there was just me setting up myself up for failure for for the day. Then what I realized, then I try to work with my wife and her, she's able to stay up all night. She gets a lot of stuff done throughout the night. I'm the type of person where, okay, by 10, 11 o'clock, I need to be winding down. Then I'm up early in the morning and get stuff. That's how I operate. So I'm glad you guys mentioned that. It's extremely mm-hmm. important to know how you operate, how your body function, because you don't want to be halfway through the day, you over here falling asleep at a business appointment <laughs> because you are trying to stay up because so-and-so tell you, look, man, I stay up to 3 o'clock like every night just to get some work done. Now, find out what works for you and then just stick to it. You know, that, 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 that was one thing that I had to adjust and I had to accept it. You know, I really had to accept that it was it was extremely difficult for me at first because, you know, I wanted to be up, you know, planning, you know, with my partner, seeing what research is doing. And then I had to realize that she operates like that. That's her way of operating. My wife can get to two to two to three books just being up at night. That's how she mm-hmm. works. But me, I need to get the rest because when I'm up on the day, I'm out like I can be up from. Four o'clock in the morning till it's time for me to go to bed. Just going and going nonstop. So that's how I function. So it's extremely yeah, important. Yeah, and you know what? And that's a good point because see, me and my wife are opposite. I'm the one that stays up late. She's the one that goes to bed early. <laughs> so sometimes when I'm tired, I'm snoring. So a lot of times I let her go to bed, get her rest. You know, start going to sleep. Yep. And I go to bed sometimes on purpose, like three in the morning, because I know she's getting up at five. Gotcha. So then that way, if I am snoring. <laughs> <laughs> dealing with me snoring for a few hours and all of that that's it but but a lot of times i'm getting stuff done here in the house um cleaning up stuff setting up things so that when i get up boom and also i have to i know we're going a little long on this but even with me being in the military i wouldn't go to bed until i made sure my uniform was already laid out for the next day. Well, yeah, I mean, so if you got to be up at the crack of dawn, you got to make sure that thing ready to go. <laughs> right. You know, so I will have all my stuff laid out and then boom, I can get up and go. So I'm still in that mode where before I go to bed at night, I have, I make sure everything is where I need it to be. My keys, my bags, everything. I got yeah. my documents put together. It's going to be here by the door. So that way I don't forget anything. So I'm not so much a pattern person, but it's more so I just want to make sure everything is where I know it needs to be so that when I get up and go and then that enables me. OK, then if I need to sleep a little bit longer, I will. And we and we me and her, we just flow that way. And it works. Yeah. You know, it works. You know, I tried the the, the Eric Thomas three in the morning. Yeah, I tried it. it just messed, <laughs> yeah. Me and you was doing it together. Nah, I was it, doing it, it really. Well. It really messed my flow up because me getting up that early in the morning my mind still didn't get in the gear of doing anything until seven, seven thirty. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I was going right back to bed. I was like, bump this. I, I was trying to stay up. I like, I can't stay up because I'm sitting here in my chair in the middle of the night with all the lights off. I'm like, 
<laughs> I don't feel like doing no work. Nah, I just man. went to bed a couple hours ago. Let I'm me telling go back you to now, sleep. I see that thing pop up on Instagram. It's like, oh, it's three o'clock. All right, it's time to start winding down. Everybody yep, else is yep, getting up. That's time for me yep. to wind down. Yeah, yeah. You know? And everybody operates different. And as long as you're being successful in the way that you're operating, that's what's important. And now, if I have to get up, if I got a client that needs me up at seven o'clock in the morning, oh, see, that's different. To do a signing, like I got one coming up this week. I got to be about um, Newport News, Virginia, which is about 45 minutes away. I got to be there at eight in the morning. I already know I'm going to have to go to bed a little bit early the night before. Yep. Get up, everything straight, and then go hit the road and be there by eight because that's going to be during the time where all the military is going to be on the road. So I know I'm going to have to get up and be on the road before seven o'clock. So that way I can be on that side of the t- of town probably 20 minutes before I need to be there, but I'm going to be over there and I'm not running late. So when I have to get up early and do stuff, well, yeah, I'll do it. But that's the beauty of about being an entrepreneur. You yeah. do it how you feel. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. No, exactly. I'm with, I'm with you on that. Actually, I, I, I took an appointment today. I usually don't take appointments on Sundays. Um, Sundays is usually my day not to work. Um, but a lady called me last night. I think she called me at like seven 45 and she was just like, listen, I really need to get this document out. Um, it's got to go out first thing Monday. Um, I'm, I'm headed to work, but can you come first thing in the morning? And I was like, okay, well, what time do you get home from work? She was like, uh, eight o'clock. And I said, no, 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 I'm sorry. Wait a second. It's Sunday. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to have to roll that back a little bit. Cause as you see on the website that you pulled up on Google, um, and, and, and you saw my, my hours there, I don't open on Sundays. So if we're going to do this, um, please, uh, let's do this at 11 o'clock. And she was like, and she thought about it for a second, but I had to stand firm because one, it's already stated, listen, I don't work on Sundays. So I'm already mm-hmm. doing something against what I would usually do. Yeah. Two, I'm not getting up that early for no. It's not happening, you know. Now some people may say, "Well, go get that money." If it, if it's going to be eight o'clock, it's going to be eight o'clock. Well, a closed mouth don't get fed. I said eleven. She said fine. I got what mm-hmm. I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. But being an entrepreneur and running your own business, it gives you that ability to make those decisions and, and operate how you want to operate and be able to stand up and stick to your guard of what you'd like to see happen, what you want to do. And if that if it doesn't work for the other person, it's OK. You can walk away. It's nothing personal. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, well, y'all saw on the Frida Friday dude called me up while in the middle of Frida Friday. I was like, nope, I can't I can't accommodate you. So. You have, that's why I always say you have to be okay with not making money that way. Right. You was okay with not making money at eight in the morning. You're okay with making money at 11. And, you know, I mean, yeah, people have done that. And I'm like, okay, look, I'll come meet you, you know, wherever you're going to be. Well, I'm going to be at my job. I wanted you to come by my house. Well, I can come to your job. Yep. Oh, you can? I didn't realize you would do that because other notaries wouldn't. Right. So now it's more convenient for me. It's more convenient for them. And they had me in a box because of other notaries. I only thought y'all would do it at my house because nobody else would come to my job. I said, unless you got a contagious disease at your job, (laughs) I will be there. Yeah, unless unless I got to wear some kind of spacesuit, I'm coming. And they're like, okay, cool. Then you know what? Fine. Well, I'll meet you at my job. Come on outside. Bam, bam. And and they're done. Yeah. You know, so a a lot of times people will put you in a box. Because of other notaries. And that, man, that's another subject all in itself. There. Yeah, that's true. Are you, yeah, I mean, other notaries 
uh, slack. And then they're thinking that everybody operates that way and put you in that same box. Right. So you got to be able to recognize what they're saying without them saying it and then be able to counter it like you did and get them out of thinking of you in that box. And long, man, I mean, boy, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, no, it just, it just, that like, is a whole, it, we might want to hold on to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I'm going to write yeah. that down. I'm right there. We coming yeah. back to that. Yeah. Because, because what I was going to say is just like the appointment I had a couple weeks ago when I had to leave my house at five o'clock in the morning, because I had to drive almost two hours to do some fingerprinting. <laughs> Most notaries wouldn't do it. That's why she was not able to find somebody. So she reached out to me, right. and I was able to accommodate her client. And mind you, that lady, I believe she was in Washington, D.C., and um, I was able to accommodate her client. The meeting was at 7.30. I left my house by 5 o'clock in the morning, and I mm-hmm. just went and got to it because no other notary wanted to take the hike. You want to know something about those appointments, man? I love those appointments. Those appointments when I know I'm going above and beyond, I don't mm-hmm. know why. Any t- For me, this has just been my experience. Anytime that I'm going above and beyond, and it's definitely noted that this is way above and beyond what the services are, Yeah, those appointments go great. I feel great going into them. Yes. I just feel good about... I know that I'm doing something that's just outside of the norm. And I know that this person understands that this is outside of the norm and they're going to appreciate what I'm doing. Absolutely. That's, that's been my experience. I, I can, I can see a situation where that wouldn't be the case, but just in my own experience, that's what I've been working with. And I enjoy that. Yep. So I yeah. never had an, I never had an issue just like today too. Um, I went to, I went to the appointment. I met with her. She was like, my husband has to be at work by 11 o'clock. That's fine. I can come for eight or nine o'clock. And she's a repeated client. So when you start getting those type of repeated clients, you know, they are willing to make the adjustment. And as for you providing the service, you have to make the adjustment as well. And then not only that, just like I was telling you guys, now I'm going to be, I'm going to network with one of her friends for some other opportunities that I, that I was looking into. So, you have to make the adjustment because a lot of notaries in your area, not just notary, just in business in general, you have to be willing to make the adjustment to set yourself apart from other businesses in your area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's that is true. Cause like I was saying in a YouTube in a Instagram live, I uh, I was doing on the today on the when we on this recording earlier, how the um the title company was having a fit because. The CD came in at the last minute. I was three minutes away from the lady's house. A, a, a TD, what was it called? A CD, the CD came in, and I said, no problem. I'll come back by and get it taken care of for you. And it was four or five hours later, but I got it done, and they was happy. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, folks. So you just heard some really great talk from the Notaries on Seal. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back, folks. Talk to you soon. The Notary Success System is the notary industry leading face-to-face loan closing training on the market. You are actually conducting a mock loan closing with a full set of loan closing documents. At the end of the training, you will have the confidence to conduct any loan closing you are assigned. Go to notarysuccesssystem.com and choose your date and time. Peace. Do you need a little help advertising your notary business? Captivated Notary Marketing Solutions helps you better build your business locally. It's the only service we offer. Created by founder Quentin Smith to assist other notaries be successful. 
We offer affordable solutions like unique custom logos, premium digital ads, and multiple options to help you build your social media presence. Visit us online at www.captivatednotaryms.com. Subscribe today and get captivated. For joining us again on the Notaries Unsealed podcast, and hopefully you guys enjoyed the first segment of the podcast. So, in this segment, we're going to take a little bit more of a easy route, and we're going to talk about some things that we like to do to reward ourselves when we experience little victories throughout our days. Now, a little victory can qualify as anything. Sometimes, a little victory can be "I got out of bed," right? That could be a little victory, and you know, for me, I mean. I don't really struggle with that anymore, but, you know, if that was a victory for me, I, I guess I would say that, you know, the next thing to reward myself would be to brush my teeth because my, anyway, we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I want to ask you guys, how do you celebrate yourself? How What are some of your little victories that you take note of and how do you celebrate those for yourself? Griff, well, we'll start with you. Um. Well, for me... Oh man, you know that's a good question. I mean, because I'm always buying stuff, <laughs> but <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I mean, like, I just bought me an engraver, a laser engraver. You know, me and you've been talking about that, and yeah, I just bought a laser engraver, and it just opened up a, a door for some other stuff. And this is going to be a way that I can really remove myself from some of the notary stuff and decompress because it has nothing to do with notary. Although I can do notary logos on cups and things of that nature, but it right. gives me something else that I can do. Um, I ain't going to lie. One of the ways I was rewarding myself was, you know, I love white chocolate macadamia nut cookies. Yo, those are some of my favorite, man. Yeah. And one, and the best ones that I found are at Kroger, Kroger food store here. They got some gourmet ones. They about five dollars for six, but <laughs> man, they good. And then that's not a bad deal. You know who else has good ones? This is like the most weird place to get them from, though. Uh-huh. Sub Subway. Subway has good white chip macadamia and nut cookies. They I don't do. even like Subway. I just don't like the fact that the cookies be smelling like the sandwiches. True. <laughs> True. That's but the only reason why I won't things. eat them because these. The, the, and then now another place is on Five Guys. Five Guys has some decent ones but the problem with those is they got lemon in it and i don't want lemon in my daggone oh no no they got a hint of lemon in there so what do they do that for what do they do that i have no idea man they messed it all up i I was like "Ah." i mean if i'm really really fiending for it i might you know i'll (laughs) swing by five guys and and eat one of theirs you know subs are cool but you know no you got to take the lemon out out of there but um (laughs) but yeah so Finding and nowadays, you know, I'm trying to eat, you know, well, been eating healthy, but getting off of the snack stuff so much. So now, yeah. you know, I treat myself to like, um, I go to Whole Foods and I get something healthy to eat from there. Now, I'll be honest, you know, another treat for me is um, baklava, that German oh, baklava. food. Yeah, man, I love baklava, man, real sugary, nice. but it's good. Those are nice. And uh, tiramisu, you know, tiramisu. Okay. 
um, flan from the Filipino restaurants, any yeah. kind yeah. of custard. Um, I will, and then cheesecake. You know, love my cheesecake, good and cheesecake. I love cheesecake over a fritter any day. You give me a cheesecake versus a fritter, I'll take a cheesecake all day long. <laughs> nah, man. See, that's where we part ways. Remember last episode I was talking about there's certain things that just mentally don't sit right with me. Cheese mm-hmm. and cake do not oh, belong man. together. Here we go. Okay? Oh, man, I love just, me some cheesecake. I, I can't... No, no. Cheese belongs on pizza. Cake belongs with frosting. I, oh, I don't... Man. I can't mix those two together. It, yeah, it completely messes okay. my bed. Somebody, my yeah, see, up, the man. Cheesecake Factor, they have a white chocolate macadamia one. So I will go and get that I one with some caramel on it. Man, I'm all day. I but, yeah. I <laughs> but other things I do to just sort of kick back and relax, sometimes it's just looking at something that has nothing to do with business. You know, right. like I talked about my Kung Fu Panda. You know, I look at that. Um, like last night I was up and I was looking at some movie called Jungle Run. That was the weirdest, craziest that was a, a E-rated movie. I mean, not even a B-rated. It was so low on the totem pole. But I was like, let me just look at it because it was just boring. And it was, and sometimes I just want to get my mind off of business and learn <clears throat> and learn about other things in life. Yeah. So, you know, I'll look at documentaries about health and fitness, about the economy, about bitcoins, about the financial industry. Um and I'm learning, okay, these are the things that's going on with America. You know, I'll learn stuff about, you know, the history about, you know, what's going on in America. One of my favorite um, series is um, The Men Who Built America. You know, I that's love looking series. at that. That is, if you really want to know why the country is the way it is and why these politicians act the way they act, oh, you need to look at that and you'll understand why. Because a lot of them are trying to go back to that. They, you know, during that time period, because they control so, so much, you know, back then, you know, the, the, the wealthy were the ones who was bailing out the government. That's how much money they had yep. and stuff. So, so things of that nature, you know, I like to look at that kind of stuff and it helps me to learn about just life in general. I've been looking at movie um, documentaries on, um, what's that thing called? Um, Recycling, how the different countries are doing recycling, flip flops and all that kind of stuff and how they're making things, you know, for themselves. So just expanding my mind because it and I'm going to end it with this, taking it into business, learning that kind of stuff gives you some conversation to have with the wealthy people that you come across who are more earth conscious and social conscious and, and animal conscious and stuff that gives you something to talk about with them outside of just talking business all the time and just have a conversation back to you. No, you're, you're absolutely right about that. And, you know, keeping your mind active um, in other places outside of just your business and outside of the snowy world is really important because your customers, when you go to sit down with them, guess what? They're not talking about this business or the notary world, so you're gonna have to be able to come with more to the more to the table to have a conversation and build a rapport with them, other than other than this notary business, you know. And that's one of the things that I really see um, out here, just personally in my observation. It seems like everybody is consistent. It's, it's almost like we have notary zombies, right? Where it's just notary, 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 twenty four seven, not talking about anything else, not uh, not you know, looking at anything else, you know 
And that might just be what my timeline is showing me, but it seems like a lot of people, and it's, it's not that it's a bad thing because, you know, if you're a business owner, you're locked in, um, but you don't want to put yourself in a space where, you, where you're missing the rest of life and everything else that's going on around you, because there is a world that's going on right now. You know, and a lot of times when we're ripping and running through these streets, you know, in between appointments and stuff, you know, we don't have time to sit, sit back and, and look at things or think about things or, or um, <clears throat> venture into uh, looking at old history, right? Because that's something that I do. You guys know that, you know, um, anybody that has seen earlier uh, videos that I was on with Griff, you've seen my library. I have a very extensive library. I'm, I'm a history buff. I'm a nerd. Um, I love to learn about history uh, that's outside of the textbooks. Um, so I take a lot of time and I, I've taken a lot of time over the past 10 years or so just to really dive into the, a lot of subjects that I was interested in to educate myself. Um, and, I'm, and I still do that. And I still see things that are out there um, that come across a lot of tech stuff. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I've been paying a lot of attention to is the self-driving trucks, um, the 18-wheel trucks that are out there. You know, there's some really interesting uh, technology that's out there. If you're interested in investing money, um, that's something that I would definitely be looking at right now, as well as um, the metaverse. You know, Facebook changed their name to Meta. This is something that I'm into myself. Um, they changed their name to Meta, but there is something else, and that's the Metaverse. And you have these small te uh, software companies and technology-based companies that are building actual Meta worlds that people are doing, guess what, real estate deals in, like actual real estate. They are selling real estate in these Metaverses. Okay, so that's something that is on the rise. It is coming. It is slowly being adopted by the people. That's something that I'm really interested in because there's a lot of money there. There's a whole lot of money and it's not something that's being openly talked about. So as I'm building my business, looking at more ways that I wish to that, that I am working to grow towards and things that I'm looking to invest in, that's one of those things that I that I, you know, pay attention to. And that's one of the things that me myself that I do to reward myself is I fill myself with this doesn't make any sense, but I fill myself with more knowledge and use my brain even more to reward myself, which just sounds so backwards now that I said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's what I do, Matthew. What about you, man? What are some things that you do? Oh, man, look. Uh, I think you know, I'm somewhat like you as far as the reading. I enjoy reading a good book. You will not catch me doing no ebook. That's not my thing. I like to actually have a physical hard copy where I can write down notes, highlight, whatever I need to do. You know, for those of you who are able to read a ebook, congratulations to you, but that's not my thing. But you know, I like to read, um, enjoy, you know, just you know, going to the gun range and stuff like that, or I might just Go to the gun shop, you know, get some ammo, just look at what else is out there. There was Come a, on, man, you got to order ammo online, bro. Yeah, uh, I got to put you on the websites. Oh, uh, well, if you, bulk, if you bulk order, okay, do not buy ammo at the gun stores. Look, love your local gun store, support your local gun store, buy your ammo online. Hey, you know what? Send me, the, send me those websites, man, because it's time for me to get, <laughs> you know, get some stuff. I'll, I'll tell you right now, and this is for anybody else that's, that's interested. You know what, guys? We are going to cross this little barrier right now. Um, www.amoseek.com. Um, that is the website to go to to purchase bulk ammunition online. Um, a lot of military guys use it. A lot of law enforcement use it. I learned about it from a military guy. 
www.moseek.com. Uh, what it does is it's a search database and it, it crawls through the uh, the internet to search for all sale price items on ammunition. So if, if you're buying 100 rounds, 200 rounds, 400 rounds, 500 rounds, 1,000 rounds, um, it will find the cheapest deals for you on all of the online uh, ammo shops. Gotcha. All right. So I, I, I highly suggest that. And you can even filter it by shipping times, shipping expense. So, you know, shipping, when you start getting into like 500 rounds, shipping is going to be expensive. All right. There's no getting around it. Yeah. You know, you're shipping lead. It's heavy. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> right. So that that's one of those things that you want to take into consideration. But um, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Going to the gun range. Um, also, the golf range. I like going to the golf range and hitting a couple balls. I know, Griff, you said that your sons play. Do you, have you ever gone out to the uh, going out to the driving range? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> going out to the driving range, hitting some balls. Now, I prefer to do the putting. Okay. Oh, that really? because, yeah, hitting a, yeah, the, the driver, because, you know, playing golf for as long as I was, I like to get around the green because I'm going to tell you, when you're playing golf with all these other cats out here, if you can do good with putting and getting the ball on the green from a hundred yards or closer, yeah, that's where you're going to help that your team win. It's easy to hit the ball straight. I mean, you'll figure that out, you know, get the ball out there. But if you can get the ball and really, if you're good from 150 yards, so if you can go from 150 yards and get it on the green and get it, get it, get it in a hole for amateurs, say within two to three putts, yeah, you will be golden. So when I go to the golf course, I practice on my short game a lot because it, it requires a little bit more focus, you right. know, to get you get creative to get creative on getting the ball where you want it to go at, paying attention to the, the slope of the greens and all of that, and and you can't be thinking about other stuff and focus on golf. Just like with fishing, when I used to go fishing, when you're out there fishing, you can't be thinking about all this other stuff and then you know miss the you know trying to fish especially when you're on the boat now if you're on the shore that's different but when you're on the boat <laughs> and you don't want to fall in trust yeah. me, you're going to be focused you know on what you're doing so something that keeps me focused but the golf is yeah that's my thing there have you ever been fishing on a canoe no i was darn near on it i mean with the boats we were the little john boats they were small enough to almost be like a canoe um, but now I've never been on an actual canoe. No, same here. My wife was trying to get me to, she was like, she was trying to get me to do one, right? I believe it was, I don't know if it was like about 10, 20, I don't know how long. Cause I know all I know it is from the town where she wanted to start to where we at, that's at least a good 30 minute drive. So to be on a canoe from that, <laughs> I'm like, look, I've never been on one and you're trying to get me to do all this. Yeah. My first time, I was like, I don't know about that, you know? <laughs> but um, her, nah. but her, her father does it on a regular basis. So that's, it, that's something eventually I would want to try out, but I'm not going to be canoeing for two hours on my first try. I can't do that. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, if you want to talk about being focused, at the task at hand, try fishing on a canoe because there ain't no moving. <laughs> there ain't no, your center of balance and the person that you're sharing a canoe with, y'all got to be uh, in sync, in sync. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 where you got to be because if you if you if you get something on your line yeah. and you have to maneuver 
to then reel that fish in, that other person has to counterbalance their weight to support you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all set. Yeah, no, I ain't, I ain't doing the canoe thing. Yeah, man, that's that's that that's that's just something different. I used to um when I was younger, I also went white water rafting a couple times too. Now that's a whole lot of fun. I don't know if you ever tried that before either, but nah, that, that's too. No, nah, you ain't tossing me up and down and flipping me and hitting rocks and all of that kind of. <laughs> no. Nah. Oh come on, see, I could do white water rafting, but I don't do roller coasters. I think I was talking to Matherin about this the other day. Like I, I I don't do roller coasters whatsoever. I like the ground. The ground is be good. If I was supposed to do loops in the air, I would have been a bird. Yeah, I'm not a bird. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a human. I like the ground. The ground has treated me well my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then why you, you going to be on some water? <clears throat> that's flipping and flopping and white water. And- because I could walk in the water. I could swim in the water. The ground. Uh, wow, no, man, but nope. you got all them rocks out there and all well, that kind man. of stuff. That's see, all right. I've seen, look, see, I've seen some YouTube videos. She was trying to get me to do that, too. I'm like, I look at it. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. Every made-for-TV movie that I've seen people whitewater rafting in, they always somebody always get thrown out the thing, <laughs> and then they hit their head on a rock. And then nobody can find it. Then they wake up <laughs> fighting a bear yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So set. no, I ain't messing with it. <laughs> I'm all, all right, let me ask. Let me ask. Would, would y'all jump out of plane? No. Uh crap! I'm on the fence about no that. I, I'm I'm on the fence about that, and I only want to do it because she want to do it. But at the same time, I don't. But it is what it is. You only live I once, am. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna go back to my previous statement of I like the ground. The ground has been good to me my entire life. Uh, I I don't need to see the ground coming at me like that. Now I'm good. I like I like this perspective of the ground. I like looking up at the sky, not looking down at the oh, ground. That's man. cool. I'm good. <laughs> well, what true. made me now? Well, let me share this with y'all. A couple of months ago, I actually did a closing for a lady who um had a skydiving accident. Oh. Yeah, like, I went like, to the hospital, damn. and I go in there, and she's sitting up there all sprawled out in traction to keep her bones in place, spinal injuries, everything. She land wrong? Hmm? Did she land wrong? She she landed somehow wrong. <laughs> she yeah. was hurting bad. I don't know if the parachute didn't open, but she was in a skydiving accident, and she was very fortunate to be alive. And when I saw her, I was like, I said, girl, you just confirmed all of my things about not messing with the yeah. air. Well, I'm just going- scratch that. Just scratch that off my list right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I want to see? They need to come up with a, like, I don't like reality TV, but there needs to be, like, reality TV. So when somebody gets an accident like that, like, I want a documentary of people talking about how they were before as a person and then see how they live their life after an encounter like that. Like, I, I want to see how they treat people. You know, how they treat their family, how they go about their days, if they're actually thankful for the opportunity that they have to still be alive. Yeah. Because me, like me, I, I, so I'll disclose some stuff about my, some personal history about myself. So when I was younger, I had a lung disease. Well, I still have a lung disease and I flatlined three times, right? Um, and I shouldn't be here today. So, and this happened when I was 12 years old. Ever since then, I've lived life with a purpose. I've always tried to help people just because I know how quickly life can be taken from you. You know what I mean? So I, I'd really like to see um, people that just encounter like these these close encounters and they shouldn't be alive and just document how they go about their lives afterwards. I think that would be cool. That would be very interesting. 
I mean, it might be only be like on, on homework or lifetime or something like that. But you know, well, I, well, I think well, be, you know what? It, I'm pretty sure there might be something similar. But because you say it might be on lifetime or homework, we don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm just saying. I think that that would be really cool to see um, how people uh, recover from those life threatening situations and how it changes them. Yeah, no, that's true. Sure, I'll definitely be interested in doing that. But Griff, thanks for letting me know about that skydiving accident. I'm crossing this oh, yeah. off my list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, I, and see, when I was a kid, I had too many close calls myself. I mean, there was too many times where I almost lost my life as a kid <clears throat> doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. And um, so you're right, Q. It does make you change your perspective of what you do in life and it makes you a lot more careful you know yeah um and just just you know just, the, the most life-changing thing in my life happened when i was i forgot how old i was i probably was i know i was in high school and we was all hanging out and one of the kids came out of his house with what i thought was a toy gun and oh, it was actually okay. a shotgun oh damn and it was all beat up looking, scratched. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's a toy because every time you look at a gun on TV, it's, you know, it's all pristine and pretty, nothing. And I'm, and he was like, yeah, shoot me, man, shoot me. And something told me, don't pull that trigger at him. Put it up in the air. And when I hit that trigger, that thing knocked me to the ground, into a tree, and I was just sitting there and everything in my life was like, you know what? I could have lost everything because playing around with these kids, thinking that this was a toy, you can't take nothing for granted. No. You no. know, and a couple of weeks prior, I I had got stuck in some, in Florida, we got this real soft mud and I had got stuck in the mud. We was out there trying to do some um some stuff we shouldn't have been doing <laughs> and it was on some people's property when the tide was low and walking through a creek. And all I could say is I hit the ground, I hit the creek, I hit the, the ground wrong and sunk into the mud up to my waist. Jeez. And my oh. friends left me. Damn. And I was, yeah, they left me and I oh, crawled man, out of it. So I was sitting here like, you know what? I need to rethink my life. I really need to pay attention to what the heck I'm doing. So I don't mess stuff up. So so they left yeah. you. Yeah. Hmm? So they left you in there. Oh, yeah. They left me. Oh, Man, yeah. Look, look. As soon I'm as surprised as I, you still use the word friends today. Look, not as soon as I oh, yeah. see them, you'll have you been on site. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I know? mean, I was. <laughs> you know, like. Bro, like I was. Man, like Barry Mack used to say, you know, there'd be some furniture moving in this moment. I'd still have smoke about it today if they left me there. That's crazy. That is no, crazy. No, we would yeah, still man, have smoke they, to this very day. Oh, yeah. They yeah, they laughed and stuff. I was like, yo, they was like, mm -mm. And I was the heavier one out of all of them. So I hit the ground wrong. Gee, I sunk tough. straight in. And man, oh, man, oh, man. I tell you, I was scared as all get out. <laughs> I was like, man. Yeah, nah, that stuff right there. They yeah, so with that kind of stuff happening and then with the kid bringing the, 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 the shotgun, I was like, you know what? <clears throat> nah. I, I said, you know what? That's And I think that's what really made me start taking more care of, like, okay, let me just focus on me and stop worrying about being around so many people. Because 
because you're around the wrong people, you can wind up oh, yeah. getting yourself in some trouble trying to be with the cool kids and not even realize it. So that was a huge life-changing event. Even though I physically didn't get hurt and nobody else got hurt, but it was the potential of what could have happened. And I think I was the oldest kid at the time. Yeah. Oh, there was there wouldn't have been no excuse. I, I y'all y'all wouldn't know Griff right now. Um, Griff would have been in lockup and everything. I probably would have been, you know, one of the characters on the wire and all that kind of stuff. They've been oh, somebody been betraying. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's stuff like that, man. You know, it's 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 the little things, and you know, it, it, I feel like stuff like that have to happen to us in life in order for us to grow, in order for us to um to elevate our mindset to. Who we become in life, you know, it's it, we all had those moments, you know, the, the situation that we were a part of, and now that you're looking back at it, you're like, damn, was I really involved in this, or did this really happen, or I shouldn't have made it there, man. Look, I had um, a friend of mine, you know, a good friend of mine, back when I used to live down there in Florida. Unfortunately for him, I want to say he got probably. Probably spent the rest of his life in prison. He got caught up with the wrong crowd. And there was this one time that I was hanging out with him. And there was like shootout happening. It's like, it's like everything that could have gone wrong that day. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that when it happened, I was no longer in the area because I was literally standing in front of his house when um, things happened. And then I just, I left about 10 minutes prior to. And then, you know, I, I just look back at, at certain things. I'm like, man, we've been in a certain situation where if I had got caught up in a situation like that, just like you were saying, Griff, you guys wouldn't have known me because I would just, I, just, I, would, I would have just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And, you know, stuff happens, man. Stuff mm, happens. My name ain't Hancock, so I already <laughs> know I wasn't going to do good in no lockup. <laughs> I know that for sure. Yeah, I, I I ain't built for that. But um, you mentioned the wire um a few minutes ago, Griff. Let me ask you a question, Matthew. You too. Is there anything better? Like, have you have y'all found something better than the wire? I haven't watched it. I have never watched. It. I just know. I just I'm know done. This podcast, to be. folks. Thank you for watching Notaries Unsealed. There will not be an episode three because these dudes right here ain't watching the best show that's ever been on TV. Um, so, captivated notary and everybody, we're, we are no longer associated with nobody. <laughs> I can't. I can't even believe what I'm here. I'm just playing. I can't believe what I'm here. Y'all ain't never seen The Wire. Never. I ain't never seen that episode. Look, I've heard probably. about it, but I've never actually sat Hold down on. and watched it. We just sat here and talked about a B-rated show when y'all still ain't seen one of the greatest shows ever on TV and it's sitting there. You can watch it for free. Oh, man. Look. Look. Nah. I never sing it. I'm so disappointed. Like, I, I am shocked and awe. Look, I never sing it. Look, man. Look. When I used to work at the prison, the inmate used to tell me about it, but I never <laughs> sing it. <laughs> this is preposterous. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I so, never looked at a single... <clears throat> episode at all i ain't gonna wire. lie to you and stuff. now i did catch a couple of episodes of that boardwalk one okay now boardwalk i think boardwalk would be in like the top seven um you know the wire for me is number one um and then i'm gonna go with the sopranos number two but depending on the season those two could flip-flop even though i love the wire the sopranos is just an amazing show i mean there's there's no getting around that 
Yeah, well, well, yeah, see, I'm um, not even gonna say what I was about to say next, so we'll just leave it as that. <laughs> well, then that means you seen Godfather of Harlem. Then the Godfather of Harlem was good too. The Godfather of Harlem doesn't have the same running time as The Sopranos. That's why I can't rank it higher. The Sopranos has a longer storyline, so it ranks higher for me. But not that's not taking any way anything away from the Godfather of Soprano, uh, the Godfather of Harlem. Yeah, that, but, that was that was real good. Yeah, but but I, I believe they're in the process of bringing it back, right? For a third season, I believe. I hope yeah, but so. I think the Sopranos had like eight seasons. So when you have a show that that is that entertaining for eight seasons, yeah, I'm sorry, a show that's only been around for two seasons cannot be better than that. But I didn't say that it was better. I was just saying it's, I like the yeah. Godfather of Harlem because great. I like the. I, I mean, I like the way he ran his operation. You know. Yeah. No. That that's that's um bumpy, right? Yeah, bumpy yeah, Johnson. Bumpy Johnson. Yeah. No, nah, I'm a big fan of The Godfather of Harlem. I hope they bring it back. That's a good show, Wu-Tang. Yep. Now, don't sleep on Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, what, what's it called? Uh, is it Wu-Tang, the American Trilogy? Is that yeah. What, is it? Man, yeah, or I the American Saga. The American yeah, Story or something like that. Yeah. yeah, Wu-Tang is good. Yeah, Yo, that is a very good show. Season 2 came out earlier this year. Um, check it out. It's worth watching. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not what you would think it is. Um, they they do a really good job, and the dude that plays ODB, if you grew up in that area, in that era, and you can recollect who ODB was and how mm-hmm. he behaved, he, th- that that actor is spot on. And I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but ODB has a son that actually fills in for him when Wu Tang has concerts. He, he dude looks just like his pops. Yep, I sure, I've seen just like him. his pop. Yep. You know, he's, he's got the cadence down. He's got all of it down. That is nah. Well, it looks like they say that the Godfather has been renewed for a third for a third season. So we'll see. Awesome. Is that when's that? Did it? That's not shooting this year, is it? Nah, it was no. Nah. Uh, no, it doesn't say well, anything. Did y'all get a chance to check out a uh, Snowfall? No, nah, not yet. No, nah, I haven't looked at that one. Yeah, Snowfall. A lot of people compare it to The Wire. Um, I actually got bored with Snowfall probably after like the third season. I started getting bored with it. Um, but the first couple seasons were really good. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I'm oh, so then that means you must be. Then, then I mean, then you had to look at Ozark. Ozark's good. I like Ozark. Yeah, yeah Ozark. Ozark is... Yeah, Ozark's good. Yeah. yeah. Watch that binge. Watch that one. You know that. Um, did you ever watch Billionaires or Billions? Billions on Showtime? No, I haven't seen that one. Nah, Billions is really good. Billions is about, um, what is it? You got an attorney general going against, uh, you know, tech guys that are worth billions of dollars. And, you know, they try to find all the loopholes and the attorney general is trying to catch them and stuff like that. It's just a cat and mouse game against, you know, the law and the uh, the rich guy that that's trying to break the law with white gloves on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. I I, uh, I enjoy shows like that. I like smart shows, but I also like stupid shows too, like Disjointed. Uh, yeah, that's a Netflix show about um, marijuana. I said it. I don't care. Whatever. It's a good show. All right. It's a good stupid yeah. show to watch at four o'clock in the morning. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, when you don't feel like thinking too much. And, you know, like we were talking about when we first begin, when we first started this segment, you know, these are things that we, that we watch to take our minds away from business because we, um, 
we dedicate so much time to this and so much effort into um, and so much of our energy into our business that we need these things to step away just for a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't have to be for too long. True. We need it just for a little bit. And ice cream and tacos. <laughs> yeah. Ice cream and tacos. That's and it. cookies. So that, that's my that's my guilty pleasure. That's my number one guilty pleasure. Cookies. Um is cookies. That that if I did something similar to a fitty fritter Friday, it'd be like a cookie Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I and I have a box of uh, a chocolate chip cookies with chocolate uh, white chocolate macadamia and some snickerdoodles. That's crazy. Well that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> cookies, huh? Cookies. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff, man. That's definitely good Cookies stuff. and Netflix and Canva. There we go. <laughs> 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 Cookies, Netflix, and Canva. That's me at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. Uh, we're All good. right, folks. Do we have anything else to talk about? Nah, man. That was it. Nah, that's it. Then we're good, man. All right. Well, day. it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like this has been another successful podcast for us. Um, next week we've got a guest coming up. Um, we're not going to reveal that quite yet. You guys can wait to see next week, but we're really excited to get into what we're talking about. Um, I'm not going to give it away right now. I want it. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm not going to give it away. So with that, we're going to say, have a great rest of your day. Love your life. Love your business and love yourself. We're notaries unsealed. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Y'all have a good one. You guys have a good one. Don't forget to like and subscribe to it. Put the stamp down and stop in front of the mic. How are you going to test the game? I don't know. Wait, we got to figure this thing out. Anyway, y'all have a good one. Take care. Y'all heard the word. Y'all heard the word. Earth, Mather, and the Q, yeah, we on a verse So diverse, with no rehearse That's how we work, authentic when we give it If we said it, then we meant it Not to be confused, yeah, other people's views They get it how they get it, and we get it how we do Look, homie, this a whole different game We got a whole different name, we in a whole different lane Yeah, we know the reason's unsealed This my everyday life We know the reason's unsealed Every day I hustle out here living it right Notaries unsealed. Put the stamp down and stuff in front of the mic. Took the game over. We home now. We soldiers. Riff, Mather, and Q, the podcast. You can't hold us. We notaries unsealed. Every day I hustle out here living it right. We notaries unsealed.